Welcome to the Get Over Yourself podcast. This is author and athlete Brad Kearns discovering ways to be healthy, fit, and happy in hectic, high-stress modern life. So let's slow down and take a deep breath, take a cold plunge, and expertly balance that competitive intensity with an appreciation of the journey. That's the theme of the show. Here we go. The Get Over Yourself podcast is brought to you by Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits, ancestral supplements, grass-fed organ meats in a capsule, DNA Fit, genetic testing for custom diet and exercise recommendations, Integro Health, high-potency liquid probiotic called Flourish, Organifi, organic powdered superfoods, delicious green, gold, and red powders, Wild Idea Buffalo, sustainable, grass-fed, beyond organic, real ketones, clean burning ketones for athletic performance and fat loss. And check out the bradkearns.com slash shop page. That's my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. Well, I think it all starts in my mind, you know. I had to be mentally tough. I had to want it. I had to prepare myself mentally for it. And I had to, number one, not be in denial anymore. I had to look at myself physically and say, this is where I'm at. This is not who I want to be. I talk about an 80-20 rule. It's not about what you do 20% of the time. It's what you do 80% of the time. You know, when you're not happy with yourself, it translates into so many departments in your life. Your relationship, your friendships, your family. I mean, I was just putting this facade on and then I go to bed and I'm freaking out in bed, having anxiety about everything. Here's a wild idea. How about eating some good, clean, delicious, sustainably raised meat instead of the nasty, trashy feedlot animals? The vast majority of our meat consumption. No wonder there's vegetarians and vegans out there. But look, wild idea buffalo is 100% grass-fed and finished meat. They roam on the open range as they have been for 130,000 years. This wonderful company is doing the best they can to give these animals a good life, harvest them in a humane manner. Check this out. 40 million cattle are slaughtered every year and pushed into the mainstream food supply. You've read books like Fast Food Nation with the disastrous health impact and consequences of this mess. And then, by contrast, 60,000 buffalo a year are harvested. Much more nutritional value, much better feeling deep inside when you order quality meat. Go to wildidea.com, order direct, they'll ship it to your house. It's delicious. You'll be a convert right away. There's nothing in the world like buffalo burger. Fantastic. Try it. Hi, it's Brad, eager to introduce this amazing show with an amazing young woman who's come a long way to her current position as a YouTube sensation at Tippy Tales. That's the name of her YouTube site. And her name is Tippy Wyatt. I'm so glad we connected. She pitched me on a book idea 
And it turns out we live close together here in the Sacramento area. So I said, hey, let's meet. And also, let's do a podcast because I want to find out how you became a YouTube sensation with a half a million views on one of the first videos you've ever uploaded. Oh, my gosh. And she's a cute, peppy girl. She's got the keto thing going on. She's got the fitness thing going on. I guess that helps. That's what the YouTube experts say. That's why I wear my yellow sweatsuit. Also to honor Ali G. Check it. Anyway, so the show starts out on that peppy, lighthearted pattern of just how to make a great YouTube video and then getting into the journey that Tippy and her husband have been on, uh, the quest for health after coming out of college, feeling like they were uh, unhealthy, out of shape, especially her husband needed to lose 70 pounds. He did his research. He found Mark's Daily Apple and came forward with the incredible insight that he presented to his wife, which was, I need your help. I can't do this alone. And I point that out because we, ha- we get so many comments and questions from devoted primal enthusiasts who ask, hey, Mark, how do I get my partner on board? And finally, Mark crafted an answer from careful trial and error. And his pat answer is, you don't. <laughs> you have to wait till people are ready to receive the message, ready to join on, ready to come to lifestyle change from their own inspiration and motivation. That absolutely goes for kids and partners especially. So this young couple had an interesting journey uh, buoyed by the great energy down in Austin, Texas. So they plunged into a pretty good spot to embrace paleo. If you haven't been there, it's pretty much the paleo capital of the world. The great paleo conference happens there, Paleo FX, as well as the new KetoCon, a great keto conference put on down there in the epicenter of healthy ancestral living and outdoor activity. Yeah, shout out to Austin. How about that? Anyway, just like this intro, we turn a corner and we pretty much slap you in the face in the last 15, 20 minutes when it gets pretty heavy and emotional and an absolutely compelling message from this young lady to live in gratitude and to get up off the ground and keep going when you have setbacks and you feel discouraged and disappointed. And boy, if this show doesn't touch your heart, I don't know what will, and I don't want to give it away, but I will say that this peppy, energetic YouTube sensation came to the United States 30 years ago from a refugee camp in Thailand uh, on her father's back along with her sister And they landed near Fresno, California, and they emerged into a life of poverty and hard work on a farm making Asian vegetables. Isn't that cool that she's right back here cooking and showing you how to enjoy uh, Asian delicacies, Asian eating, and doing it in a keto manner. So, wow, listen to the entire show, get a gut check, get a sense of perspective, Next time you make a disparaging comment about millennials, which I have been known to do sometimes, shaking my head at how much the world has changed and how all of us, not just millennials, but all of us feel entitled and have a different perspective than maybe the good old days of hard work and paying your dues and being patient. And then hear this young lady talk about a fresh perspective from a millennial. Whew, Tippy Wyatt going to town, bringing her A-game deserving a fist bump and a hug at the end of the show. What a great young lady. I'm a big fan. I think you'll really, really love this recording. 
Let's do this. <laughs> Tippy Tails, Tippy Wyatt is here. Hello, hello. On the show. We're kind of talked out because we've been going over this wonderful idea you have, your cookbook project with your mm-hmm. sister. But now, now, now we hit record. We're going to acquaint the <laughs> listeners with the amazing things you've been doing on YouTube. Uh, the incredible backstory that you've told me of your journey to uh, this point in the United States of America. I think we got a lot of fun things to talk about. Of course, the the keto enthusiasts will be happy to hear uh, how deep you are into that scene and how you came there from, oh, the, the college kids going on a whim over to Austin and getting immersed into this paleo scene. So uh, let's start with these viral YouTube videos, because obviously, as the listeners know, that's one of my goals in life is to have a viral YouTube video. Um, and then here you are out of the gate going through Costco, which I, I'm, I'm sure you're not allowed to do, but you're filming your, your shopping trip on Costco and everyone loves it. Yeah, that um, that was really unexpected. I, I was really expecting to be thrown out of the store, which we didn't we didn't get thrown out of the store, luckily. But no, I love Costco. I've I shop there religiously. And so it was one of the videos I first watched when I was trying to go down this keto rabbit hole. And I thought, okay, well, I shop at Costco. What can I get at Costco? So it's one of the first videos. And I thought, okay, well, if I ever did a YouTube channel, this is something I do want to do. And sure enough. You mean someone else had a video? Correct. Oh, yeah. Some some low life that had (laughs) 800 views? Yeah. I mean, it actually is a very popular segment, grocery shopping, period, right? Um, For any type of diet and let alone the keto diet. And so I watched it. And I thought, okay, well, that's cool. I got some information out of it. And some of them were great. Some of them were not. But if I ever did something, it would be obviously what I would pick up at my favorite store. So people thought this was an ad. They really did because I get that excited, like walking in, checking out the whole nine yards. I've gotten so many comments like this is a Costco ad. And I wish it was right. I really, really do wish it was. But Yeah, that was one of my favorite videos. I mean, I'm still starting out, like you said. I mean, I'm five months in, so we're really, we're really new at this. Eight videos, five months in, and I wanted to just share my journey starting off at um, the beginning of the year, January 1st to the 31st. I did a keto, I bought your book, Keto Reset, (laughs) and I just said, okay, I, I've hit a wall. I'm going to start over and my first video is going to start with health because it all started with health for me six years ago. And I started researching YouTube at the same time, like, okay, well, what, what are people doing to go viral? Right. I mean, there's a lot of stupid shit people do, right. You know, it's just like really funny things, but the thumbnails is my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The clickbait. Yeah. yeah. The booty. Yeah. (laughs) It's like covering the entire screen. (laughs) Shopping at Costco and here's a butt wearing their, yeah, their Costco bathing suit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. gotta, gotta give it up to the clickbait. You know, it <laughs> works though, right? Um, but I started researching keto and I also researched YouTube at the same time as how do you even do YouTube? Hmm. I didn't even know how to record. I didn't even know well, anything about it. You know, I think people have this fear too. And I'm, I was one of these people for sure that I didn't like the way I looked on camera. I didn't like the way I sounded on camera, all these stupid insecurities that you just make up in your own mind. Right. And you just get over it after 
after you get trolled, you get over it, right? After you get <laughs> trolled. Oh, boy. After you get the first couple it's trolls, you get process. over it. And you're just like, okay, well, that didn't go so well. But I started researching both at the same time. And I thought, okay, if I start my YouTube channel, I definitely want to start keto because this is currently what I am interested in. And so how to make it go viral? I mean, there's a science to it mm-hmm. for sure. One of my favorite, favorite guys to listen to on this type of stuff is um, Benji and Sean. They are from Video Influencers. Shout out to them because I'm not taking cred for anything. <laughs> they are fantastic. And they taught me so, so much about beginning, like starting off from zero subscribers, how to get views, how to attract people to even click on your channel, right? So it comes down to having a good title. A lot of people don't realize that YouTube is a search engine. And that's what we talked about earlier. You said it's a second search engine out there. Google, number one. Number two, YouTube. And if people think about it like that, hey, YouTube is a search engine. Maybe I shouldn't put something that is misspelling or slang or like five exclamation points that just don't make sense that you only understand. And, you know, your all the your pet's names and your child's name, all these long no one's searching for those things. You know what I mean? No one is searching for you and people just make it very egotistical about themselves. So if they put like, you know, vlog number one, vlog number 5,500 or whatever, nobody's searching vlog 5,500. That's not even a number, but you know what I'm saying? No one's searching for those things. And when people realize, oh, okay, I want to be seen, I want to be heard, but that's not what people are looking for. And they treat it like a search engine that's when it kind of starts gelling together. Okay. When you go to the search bar, you type in keto, what drops down there? There's keto diet. It's one of the first ones, keto diet tips, beginners, shopping, things like that, that really do matter to people that are looking for great content, great information. And if people understand it, they will title their videos a lot differently. One, two, having a good thumbnail, right? I mean, the booty works, the booty works, but it's not relevant to your content, right? It's got to have a face. Most people love to click on faces, right? You got to have a face that if it's just, for example, let's, let's, let's go off of what we're doing right now. You've got a couple microphones here, yellow, black. If you just put this on a thumbnail, it's not going to sell versus you, your face with the headphones on, right? And talking to somebody and engaging with somebody. So faces do matter. Um, having clear, sharp images matter. It's, it's gotta be more sharpened than usual and it's gotta have vibrant colors. The text has gotta be clear. So if you put something, you know, that is calligraphy type of style, no one's going to be able to read that, you know, Brad in, you know, in this really fancy way. Well, to you, it's cool, right? But Hey, listen, I just want the block impact letters. I don't want you to calligraphy it all up you know, Benjamin Franklin style, right? I just need it to look good and readable. And a lot of people don't do that on their on their thumbnails. So it's really important that you have that on there. And there is a science to it, colors and vibrancies and whatnot. But having a really good picture thumbnail is very important because no one's going to view your video if they don't click on it, right? So this Costco video is 
got a couple hundred thousand views, and then there's another one that's got like half a million views. Is that the day in the life of Tippy or something? That's what I eat in a day. That was oh. a whim. I just woke up one day and I just said, I'm going to film what I eat today. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to put it up. I have like a husband cameo <laughs> coming into the kitchen to get something to eat. You yeah. Like turn the camera. Hey, everybody, say hi. <laughs> say he's hi, like, babe. He's like, hi. Hi, babe. <laughs> that was great. Great cameo. <laughs> Half a million views. He had no idea. Walking into the kitchen that day. He no. should have worn a Fresno State Bulldog shirt or something <laughs> instead of some ratty old gray shirt. Yeah, that was, um, that's been my, that's been my go-to styling lately. Fresno State t-shirts. I was going to wear one today, actually. But no, I didn't know. I really did not know this was going to take off the way it did. And what I eat in a day is a very popular segment on YouTube, right? So I tried to hit the popular segments. The basic segments, like what does this girl eat in a day? Where does she shop? What does she get when she shop, right? Those are basic things. And I put up my top 10 diet tips. That was my recent upload about almost three weeks ago. And those are tips that are useful for any type of diet, let alone the keto diet. But it, it I mean, the number one tip that I could give is know your why, have a strong mm. why, have a compelling why. And that resonates with a lot of people because, you know, we're all human. We've quit at a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, having videos that people want to see right off the gate, popular segments, tips, what you eat, things like that. Those are very important because those are basic things, but everyone has a different flair on it, right? Like your t top 10 tips, Rad, may be completely different than mine. I like your walk around the neighborhood in the morning. I mean, it's so cool. Like, mostly it's just senior citizens doing that. But no, you're getting out there. You're going with your husband too and your dog or something? My dog. Yeah, it's like yeah. the morning walk. How simple. But I'm like, right on. I forgot how important that is. Yeah. It. I actually walked before this. Right I walked on. the trail before this. Yeah, you seem this. so relaxed and focused, of course. That's why. <laughs> so you started keto at the start of 2018. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. And... um. At the same time, you're chronicling it with the with the videos and the shopping tour. So you're like real time going to get some of your first some of your first meals from Costco. Correct. That was in there. That right. was in the first video. Um, what inspired you to try this and where were you coming from? Like were you building up some health momentum before that decision? Sure. Yeah. I you know, six years ago, I my why was my husband, you know, we talked about that, that he was 70 pounds overweight and he couldn't stand for, you know. He couldn't, he couldn't stand in line for the good restaurants yeah. in Austin. But let's go back to <laughs> you guys met in college yeah, let's, and then you graduated. And then on a whim, you said, hey, let's let's go to Austin, Texas, something like that. Yeah, It really is that simple. I know it's it sounds fantastic. crazy. <laughs> right. You're coming out of Fresno. Coming out of Fresno, yeah. Fresno State. We met in um, business school. We were part of the same co-ed business fraternity. <laughs> It is a fraternity, but it is co-ed. So there's men and women in there. And we had a lot of common interests in entrepreneurship and, you know, business mind and also in lifestyles as well. And, you know, being in college, you had a lot of beer and had a lot of Little Caesars, $5 pizzas, right? That's just the way it goes. We had a great time, but not sustainable. And we knew that. And we fell in love with Austin visiting during a spring break and said, oh. we're moving here. This is it. Let's pack our bags. Let's go. No job, no place to stay. And we started from ground zero there. And one of the things we noticed in Austin, if you are from Austin, love Austin, all the great restaurants, all the great places to eat, you have to wait in line. And I kid you not, it is quite the wait. It's like a, it's, it's a thing there. 
And we would wait in line for a lot of great places. And he just wanted to be able to stand on his two feet at 28. Sounds crazy. 28. And he had the spare tire around him. And he went to a doctor and the doctor said, hey, you know, it's not that bad enough, your back pain, because it was back pain, pinching nerves, back pain to get surgery, but it's not good to live with this, right? So he got a second opinion and went to a chiropractor and the chiropractor said the same thing. But the difference with what he said was, hey, if you lose the weight around your midsection, maybe, maybe you know, you could alleviate some pain around your back, which makes sense, right? And sure enough, he goes down the rabbit hole on internet and looks up Mark's daily apple and says, hey, one day he comes up to me, kid you not, out of the blue, months of researching, I want to go paleo. What is paleo? <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh. Did not know what paleo was. Never been on a diet in my life, actually. And I was 23 at the time and never, I was skinny fat, right? That's what I was. There was no definition. I didn't train. I didn't work out and go to the gym, really nothing. Just skinny fat. And he says, I've been researching a lot of good testimonials and I know that I cannot do this without you. Wow. What a line. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. My why became Brian. You know, he was wow. my why. And I was like, oh my gosh, I definitely want to marry this guy. I don't want him to be in bad shape. Definitely want him to stand with me for great food. <laughs> and he just said, okay, I know you're Asian and I'm Asian, right? Hardcore. You can't have noodles or rice. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me? What kind of diet is this? 23 years of my life. I mean, you know, when you come in a traditional household, Brad, you eat rice with eggs in the morning, rice with bacon, rice with everything. Like I taught my husband that. He's like, what? You eat rice and eggs with uh, rice with eggs and rice with bacon? Yes, that's what we do. And he said, you can't have this on paleo. And I just thought, oh my goodness, this is going to be one of the biggest challenges for me. But looking at Ryan, 70 pounds overweight, not being able to stand and saying that, you know, we were living together. So it's really hard when you have two completely different diets in the same household. It's going to be a struggle the whole way. And I didn't want him to struggle. Wow. I mean, shout out, Ryan, <laughs> for, for coming forward and realizing with this research. Mm -hmm. And then to you to, to act like a real partner. Yeah. And say, we, we have to do this together to succeed. And I would just want to point out, like, one of the most common questions we get at live seminars or writing in is, how do I get my partner to do this too. And Mark Sisson finally figured out the best answer uh, after being asked at, at, at the retreats and stuff. And he said, you don't. And everyone chuckles. <laughs> and then like, what's he really going to say? And he goes, you can't do it. They have to be ready themselves and they have to agree. And you can't drag someone in mm -hmm. uh, or, or, or manipulate the process. So he, you know, gave that straight up presentation to you and you had to reason through it and realize you want to, you want, you want to stand with somebody. I guess you could have stood in line and he could have gone like, to, <laughs> to the park bench or done something else and then like text him when the, when the food's ready. But no, yeah. you guys went for it together. Love it. Okay. So that's six years ago. That was six years ago. Luckily you're in Austin, pretty supportive environment for that. Correct. I mean, any type of lifestyle, Austin does support you. Vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian, paleo, all of that. So I went paleo for Ryan and we were on paleo for about two years. He lost all the weight, was able to stand again. Two his, years. Yeah. Nice. His pain went away completely, like completely. I mean, we have pictures to prove it and all of that stuff. 
And he just started feeling better about himself, you know, his energy, his cognitive ability, everything. He just started feeling better. And I just thought, well, that's awesome. Great. Wonderful. Right. And I started getting into fitness myself. And then I started um, looking online at other other plans and other regimens. And I was really curious. And we're just naturally curious human beings, Ryan and I, and experimental as well. And so I thought, okay, well, I want to do a fitness shoot and I want to look really lean and whatnot. And so I prepped for a fitness shoot. And the fitness shoot, I went on a really lean diet. What's a fitness shoot? Just like a, a, a fitness photographer. Yeah. A fitness yeah. yeah, a fitness photographer taking taking pictures of you in like Nike sports raw and like shorts or something, yeah. right? You know, just that's pressure fit, right yeah. there. Like if you yeah. if you book a date with a photographer <laughs> for you know November fourteenth. You got some pressure going. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a, it's like an athlete going for the Olympics. Correct. And I'm the type of person I was this type of person. Can I borrow that word? Fitness shoot? Fitness like, shoot. I like Take that. It. Like I'm, 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 if, if someone asked me, you know, what are you, what are you training for? I'm, I'm training for a fitness shoot, man. <laughs> no, maybe they'll go, what's that? I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So you signed up for a fitness shoot I for did. real? Like you booked a date and stuff? Before I even started the diet or regimented anything, oh. I just emailed the photographer and was like, Hey, I'm wanting to do this. Do you have available dates? And what are they? Right. I put my, put my I, feet to I the love side. your work. <laughs> I've noticed your work on the internet. Yes. Instagram. But, um, yeah, I went on a really, really lean diet. Like, you know, I call it the fitness diet, I guess, lack for better term. And what this is, is just plain chicken breast, no salt, broccoli, brown rice, quinoa, sweet, sweet potatoes. And this was Something is, it's very common, right? When you prep for like a show and whatnot, things like that. And all the things that I actually hated, I did in the name of health. Right. I thought I hated right. it. I hated it. But I was convincing myself, Brad, that this was great because I was seeing such great results. I was like, oh, my physique looks great. This is awesome. I'm going to be all tanned up and shredded for this photo shoot. And, you know, that got me going, actually. That got me through it. But did I enjoy the food? No. I enjoy weighing every little thing, tedious, counting macros, calories, literally food scale, ready to go there. And I just, I just said after my shoot, I got the pictures back. I was like, oh, this is great. This is fun. I worked really, Went really hard. Went to Little hard. Caesars, celebrated. Yeah. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> and I just said to myself, okay, well, am I going to do this forever? Is this sustainable? That was the question. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, 
a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Hey, ladies, you may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. As with the male Gaines Wave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gaines Wave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhance pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Like I got my pictures. I felt great that I look great, but is this something I enjoyed? And the answer was no. And I had to be honest with myself. I did it in the name of health, but I didn't do it because I enjoyed the food. And that got me thinking, okay, well, I don't want to do that. And I, and I was still eating healthy and I was still doing, you know, carbs and whatnot. And I knew about the keto diet because my last corporate job, I was in sales for natural vitamin supplements. So it was really hot in the 90s, really, really hot. And I knew about it, but I didn't really research it. And then I moved um, to California and I just fell in this slump and I just didn't feel good about myself. A Is lot this of- after your Texas After deal? Texas. So mm-hmm. Ryan got that weight off with a paleo style diet. Mm-hmm. And when when was this fitness shoot? Kind of after you went paleo yeah. with him? 
after. And so you kind of switched course and, and went into this fitness diet, which was extremely low fat. Yeah. And yeah. I also did the HCG diet, which is really, really low fat. I mean, you can't even. What's the stand for? I don't even remember. ACG? HCG. Oh, HCG. Yeah. Anybody out there for... Yeah, it's a hormone. It's It, 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 it was stupid, you know, but we did <laughs> that. It was... It was really awful. I well, would. It's just just so the listeners know, because we're in the keto scene here and, and have the enthusiasts coming from Primal Paleo Ancestral mm-hmm. Health. If you go on a super strict, low fat diet, it's known that it works and you'll get results. And so, just to kind of um, give a shout out to the whoever's doing that, that the the Dean Ornish, Pritikin, even the the um, vegetarian vegan scene, where if you cut out the fat out of your diet. Um, you, you'll get results. And then the challenge is, just as you describe, what are you going to do now? You're going to eat like this the rest of your life and weighing stuff? Or in many cases, very common, you backslide because you start adding in things that taste good, like guacamole at the Super Bowl. And pretty soon, you know, um, you have a crossroads to face. Are you going to do this unsustainable thing? Or are you going to take a look and see how you can get maximum nutrient density and something that's sustainable long-term and also might not make you um, gain back all the, all the weight that you previously lost. Yeah, absolutely. I was at that crossroad for sure. I would say because one, I didn't enjoy the food. I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to weigh my food anymore. It became tedious. I hate tedious things. And I starting to really wow, just, but how'd you do it for so long? I mean, how long did you do this intense fitness diet? Hmm. A couple months intense. Two, 60, about 60 days. What would you say the results like from start when you started in to your finished work in the photos? Was it it amazing transformation? Like people don't recognize you. You called yourself skinny fat out of the gate. So you were a lean person starting out, but like the, the definition and all those kind of things were a huge, huge progress. Yeah. I mean, I definitely saw my abs for the first time. (laughs) Hi, abs. Yeah, that was something I saw for the very first time, which was really cool. But did I gain like a whole lot of strength and everything? No. Did I look good and healthy? Yes, I did. And that was one thing that I was really particular with. Like, I want to see my abs. Where are they? And I did I did see them. And that was definitely a check mark. It's like, okay, cool. But there's so many other ways that you could get there, right? And I, I have always grown up loving fatty foods. And that was how I started really getting into okay what kind of what kind of life I want to live I want to live a life where I could enjoy my food I want to enjoy salt I love salt I really do and I love fatty foods so if you known me from forever like you ever go to the teppanyaki place where they cook it right in front of you um a Japanese steakhouse they would always cut off the fat on the New York steak I thought that was a sin yeah. Wait, give me that back. <laughs> Don't flip that into your trash can with your fancy spatula. No, I was that girl. I said, chef, you're raising my hand. Can you not cut my fat off? I want the fat. And then he won. I remember one time when the chef, the chef says, do you want everybody else's fat? I said, yes, I do. And everyone looked at me like this high schooler right now. You know, I was just high school skinny at that time. And um, did not know anything about health, but I always grew up l- loving fatty foods. And that was something that I always thought was bad because of the taboo and all that stuff, fat-free, fat-free, blah, 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 blah. the word itself has a stigma, right? And I just kind of put that away. I was like, I'm not going to eat fat. I'm not going to eat salt. This is what I'm going to do. And I didn't like it anymore. And then 
the beginning of the year, um, I went keto because I wanted to try it out. I wanted to see if it was going to work for me because I do love fatty foods. And sure enough, I tried it out, loved it. Eating fat, the most fat I've ever eaten, and losing weight and feeling great. Did I go through the keto flu? Yeah, you'll see my transformation video. I went um, 21, about 21 days I had the keto flu, which was insane. And that was kind of partly my fault because I didn't want to replenish myself with electrolytes, bone mm. broth, and all that stuff. I could have easily cured it. Mm. Until week three, I started tapping light salt on my on my tongue. That was when I was like, okay, this was easily avoidable. I just wanted to hold out. And Wait, hold out? Like, did you purposely hold back from the fat for some reason or you didn't weren't aware yet why i mean just not aware of it um or were you doing it for a reason hold out on the fat you're holding back on the salt and stuff yeah i just, just a mistake you're saying no it was a oh. simple mistake but yeah. it was also one of the things where i just wanted to see how long it would last naturally to be honest and how oh. it would go away on its own instead of <laughs> finding a remedy for it right i just oh, was wow. like wow you're hardcore yeah, I was, yeah. A, I was a little masochist, <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's an experiment. We can now chronicle it, report it on the, on the podcast and the, the videos, and don't do that. Don't try this at home, literally. Yeah. Um, and I, I report the same thing. Listeners have heard me talk about like my first attempt at keto. I lasted three weeks. I felt fantastic. It was great. I'm not hungry. And then I just crashed and burned out. And I realize now that uh, I messed up my electrolytes, my sodium, things like that and probably was trying to do too much exercise while I was naturally had, had a lower appetite and lower caloric intake. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you, you recalibrate, you sprinkle that salt on your tongue and yeah. maybe you got even like an energy burst. I know like the functional medicine people think that if you put something on your tongue that you're in need of, you'll get stronger with a muscle nerve and reflex testing, or maybe even the psychological boost like, Oh, this, this salt in my water tastes pretty good. You know, that kind of thing or on your food. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I just wanted to naturally see how long I could go in agony, in pain. And I was like, you know. Now I'm, now your husband's standing in line and you're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go sit on the bench. Exactly. Text me when our table's ready. Yeah, the rules reverse completely. But um, yeah, I I knew that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to feel crappy any longer. So I just decided, okay, my mother-in-law said, hey, you know what you need? You need light salt, L-I-T-E, light salt. Go get that, tap it on your tongue, you'll be fine. And sure enough, when I had those headaches and I just was feeling lethargic, I tapped it on. I was feeling, I felt, it was like a spring chicken. Boom, I was fine. I was like, why did I hold up so long? This was really dumb of me, but I just wanted to see how long it would last for me naturally. But yeah, at week three, week four, it I felt fantastic. I was like, oh man. And my body composition just started changing because I had gained 12 pounds. The um, After the shoot? After the shoot, after I moved, after I just was not in a good place with myself um, in, in a lot of ways. I just was, I had anxiety. I couldn't sleep. I just didn't feel like myself. And I was going through a really, really rough time with, um, myself and moving back and things like that. I couldn't really admit it to myself. I was in self-denial for a long time and that stress ate me up inside. And sure enough, I just started to eat whatever I wanted to eat. And I would say, okay, it's October, it's November, it's December, it's the holidays. I'm going to enjoy. And I gave myself a pass. I deserve it. I deserve it. Let I work so hard. I'm wondering, 
coming off of that fitness diet, which was so crazy, is there any connection to you loosening the strings so much from, from having such an extreme experience where uh, I feel like when we do that to ourselves and torture ourselves mm -hmm. that much, we, we kind of have a rebound or a pendulum swinging effect back in the other direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's why now more than ever, if you, if you can go cold turkey, great. But I feel like at some point if there's no moderation, no sustainability with that, it's, it's going to bounce back and you're just going to go off the, off the grid because one, <laughs> you just miss it. You deprive yourself so much to the point where you're not satiated. You're just doing it for, you know, cause you're not enjoying it. I didn't enjoy the foods I was eating. And that was a big thing. And I realized I didn't, I don't want to do that anymore. If I eat, I'm going to enjoy everything I eat. Mm. That's not, that's not a lot to ask. Right. But within parameters. So now I love fat. I've always loved fat, but I was always so afraid to eat it because I don't want to get fat because fat mm. makes you fat, right? Not mm. the case, but yeah, I, I felt totally restricted. And I think when you get to a point, you just say, F it, I'm going to go for it. And you just go off the rails. And I think that's happened to me. And emotionally, I was not at a good place too. So that, you know, puts people so. on the fire. This was this great adventure come to an end in Austin. Mm -hmm. And you, you, you reference that as a, a great growth experience for you and your husband. And then, then it seems like you, uh, you felt like you take taking a step back when you go back to your hometown. In a way, but I was justifying it by, you know, being with my friends, being with my, or being with my family and whatnot. And I was in denial for a while, Brad. I couldn't get myself to admit that, that I wasn't happy. Mm. I couldn't get myself to admit that because I didn't want to, hurt anybody's feelings yeah i can relate to that yeah i'm, I'm mr positive guy <laughs> all the time no matter what happens to me in my life i'm always looking at the silver lining and sometimes i identify that now as a coping mechanism and and instead of facing your truth and facing the difficulties in your life you can wash over them with a smile mm -hmm. and you could have worse problems but it's still an issue yeah, absolutely. Deepak Chopra said that um, this ebullient positivity all the time is is another source of stress because it takes energy to manufacture that smile. And um, he he gave a comparison of um, I, I forget the exact terminology, like calm, uh, centered, um, uh, relaxed mind, rather than super happy, pop, pe peppy, positive. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about this comparison there to just being calm and centered and being able to experience joy and happiness uh, when it's appropriate. And other times it's like, shit, I got to look at this business I started up and it, it's struggling. I got to make a change. I got to get into the weeds here and suck it up and realize that maybe today isn't the greatest day and, and um, ask yourself those hard questions. So I'm, I'm connecting with you on that level because I think a lot of people do that and everyone looks and sees them as the the happiest, peppiest, positive person, the one that brings people together and uh, is, you know, uniting the the factions or the, this, the drama that's happening around you. And you're like, hey, cheer up, that kind of person. Yeah, I definitely fall into that category. And I just, um, I was losing myself with it. And I needed, I needed to get myself back. I wanted, I miss my old self. I miss my old routine in Austin. I missed all that. And so what do you do at those times to correct course? When you miss where you came from, um, you know, it's not forever. It's temporary. And, you know, you could always move back and you're just 
there for the time being. And it's something that you got to do for your own personal reasons. And you, you know, it's not forever. So what is, what does a person do in that situation to kind of get things handled, you know, get, get a sustainable, healthy, nutritious diet and handle anything else that you were facing? Well, I think it all starts in my mind, you know, number one, I had to be mentally tough. I had to want it. I had to prepare myself mentally for it. And I had to, number one, not be in denial anymore. I had, I had to look at myself physically and say, this is where I'm at. This is not who I want to be. This is, this is this, um, 12 pounds you gained in a short time, the three three months. months. Yeah. And you're a small person. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about maybe 12% of your body weight. So if we're a a big guy, that's like gaining 24 pounds or an average person. That's a a fair change in your body composition. Oh yeah. And you know, people don't realize that they're like, Oh, you just gained 12 pounds. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's to me all the time. (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. But like you said, my frame is small and you could very well see it on my face. That's where I gain weight. The the most. I don't know if it's an Asian thing because I've talked to so many different people and they're like, I can't wait on my face too. But that's where my weight goes on first. And I'm like, okay, I have to look at my face. I don't like the way my face looks. And then it just started to spread. And I just said, you know, I need to be honest myself. Why am I doing this? Why am I letting myself go? Why am I not happy? What is it that I'm doing that needs change? You know, and I started six years ago health and I knew I could attain that again, but I needed to be honest with myself. So I looked at myself in the mirror and just let it out. Say, okay, these are the things that I'm not happy with. This is where I need to change in my life and I need to get myself back. I miss myself. I miss my old self in so many different ways. And, you know, when you're not happy with yourself, it translates into so many departments in your life your relationship, your friendships, your family. I mean, I was just putting this facade on and then I go to bed and I'm freaking out in bed, having anxiety about everything, about things I can't change in my life, about old past drama, all these, all these nonsense that are, that I really needed to let go. I needed to let a lot of things go. So I, did a lot of reflection and I was honest with myself first and foremost. That's where change starts is when you're self-aware and you're honest, you're raw, you're honest, you're, you don't lie to yourself. And I needed, I needed to speak my truth. And I told my husband that I just was not happy. This is not, I'm turning 30 next year. and I'm not going to enter my next decade feeling like shit. I'm not doing it. And it started mentally, the change started mm-hmm. mentally and it started um, definitely within your heart. If this is something you really wanted before the physical change started happening. And I was seeking a lot of remedies. Um, but one thing I never tried was to eat the way I wanted to eat, to not count calories, to not weigh my food, to eat the fat that I want to eat. I love a good ribeye Brad. They're so delicious. And I thought it was going to give me a heart attack, right? All these things that people say. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to eat those nuts. I'm going to eat that ribeye. I'm going to eat things I enjoy. That's going to be the difference. And I'm not going to count my calories. I'm not going to weigh my food. Macros, forget about it. Let's just Mm -hmm. eat what I want to eat. 
And sure enough, within obviously keto parameters, I enjoyed what I ate for the first time on a quote diet. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed what I ate. I didn't weigh my food. I didn't have to do all this crazy thing that everyone was saying they were doing. And I also started intermittent fasting as well. So this is yet another uh, serious commitment, just like the fitness diet. Mm-hmm. But this time you start to notice that you actually enjoy it. and Or you're looking at the list of allowable foods going, ribeye, nuts, okay, okay, <laughs> checkbox, checkbox, all right. So you're building some momentum. You got out of the keto flu stage. I got out of the keto yeah. flu stage. And then week three, week, week four, that's when things started ramping up. I was only going to do this for three weeks because, oh. you know, read the book, 21 days. I'm going to do this for 21 days. That's it. But I didn't want to stop at 21 days. I just wanted to say, okay, 31 days. Let's see the whole entire month of January, 31. There's 31 days. Let's just go the whole month. And I've never felt better. Like Dang, my mind. should start in February. There's only 28. <laughs> okay, so you're feeling, you never I was born better. on leap year, actually. So oh, how nice. I know. February so 29? there is 29 days every four years, but yeah. What do the um, numerology people say about that? That's incredible. <laughs> are you special, like destined for, you know, some different path as everyone else? I don't know. I, uh, so I've never really, met a leap year you're, baby. You're like seven years old or eight years I old. I am. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Seven yeah. times four, 28. So my next birthday is when I'm in every year is 32. So in, in two more years, I'll have an actual birthday. <laughs> So you're feeling good after that keto flu thing's over. You got your electrolytes going. Now you've hit the one month mark. You're going to carry on. Yeah, that was something I, I knew I wanted to do. I took, I took a break. It was my husband's birthday, the 31st, January 31st. We went to San Francisco. We had a good time. I had noodles and things like that. And I just said, you know what? I, this is not as enjoyable as I thought it would be, right? Because, After denying yourself for however long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't really miss it the way that I thought I would miss it because I felt so great. I didn't, I didn't miss it. Yeah, here and, now, here and there, we definitely go and we, ha- we enjoy ourselves, but it's nothing, like, it's nothing like we did before. I talk about an 80-20 rule. It's not about what you do 20% of the time. It's what you do 80% of the time. And I'll, a lot of my followers always ask, like, how do you do 80-20? How do you do 80-20? And I... Should do a video on this, actually. But technically, if you put it in mathematical terms, let's just say you have 30 days, you do, you know, six meals that you can, quote, cheat, treat, whatever you want to call it in a month. And that's that. You get kicked out of ketosis. Yes, some people do, la-di-da-di-da. But the thing is, I want and I strive to live a life of sustainability. It's you know, how do you know if it's a sustainable life? Well, you wake up and you just don't think about it. This is just what you eat. You know, you're not on a diet. Like I've gotten so many direct messages, emails, like I want to do this diet. I can't do diets. I feel a diet, 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 diet. And that word is just so annoying to me at times because, you know, people need to look at it as a lifestyle. When you wake up and this is what you eat, this is when you eat. Like I eat, like I'm right now I'm fasted, right? I will eat at 2.30. That's my window. I have a four-hour window. So I'm doing 28 hours really? and then four-hour window. But I used to do, on my what to eat in a day, I did a six-hour window, 18, um, 18 fasting and six eating. But um, to me, it that changed my life to intermittent fasting completely because I was that girl that got hangry. If you looked up hangry in the dictionary, I swear you saw my face. I was that girl. And my mood was always so dictated on food. Food was, if it wasn't there, 
don't talk to me. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It just was one of those things. You ask my husband, he's like, what's the biggest change that you've seen in Tiffany in the last year? She doesn't get hangry. It feels good. You know, it feels good not to get hangry, not to have everything relied on food. Yeah. You have a sense of uh, freedom and control in your life that you didn't before uh, the NFL football player, Isaac Rochelle, that I've had mm-hmm. on uh, the Get Over Yourself podcast and also the Primal Blueprint show. He said the same thing, like, um, his life is so controlled as a professional athlete in a team, major team sport. They own your ass pretty much, you know, year round with the training camps and the mini camps. And then the day in the life of an NFL football player, we know they play on Sunday, but like every single day they're in meetings and then they're in training and then they're getting taped up and then they're getting rehab and then they're at practice and then they're at another practice and they're watching film. And he said like when he went keto, Mm -hmm. um, he had a sense of control over his appetite, energy levels, mood, cognitive function. And it was just a a great sense of balance to all the other things in life that we can't control, that we have anxiety about and all that crap. Oh, yeah. And that was one thing I didn't expect to gain from this, actually. It was a surprise to me that I wasn't hungry. I was satiated. I didn't want more. I didn't have portion distortion. It was just... (laughs) (laughs) Where are you getting this stuff? I I've got to use that one, too. I love that. I think we have portion distortion. I'm on a fitness diet right now and I kind of have portion distortion. (laughs) What's portion distortion? Like when you think you had a little bit and you ate way more than that or something? It's this this compulsion to eat everything that is served to you on a plate. Oh, portion distortion. Yeah. Like you think that that's a serving size because that's what's served to you. And, Mm. you know, I think it's ingrained in us as Americans, personally, not for me. I grew up in a traditional household, but my husband, I could, I could speak for him and I will. (laughs) He, hello, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hey, babe. He's going to listen to this. He has another cameo. First, he has a cameo on the viral (laughs) YouTube video. Now he has a cameo. What we should patch in like a little record. You send me a little soundbite from him. Brian will patch it in. Yeah, that's Brian and Ryan. What's up? Me. Brian's the audio engineer. Ryan's the mystery husband. He gets uh, mistaken for Brian all the time, by the way. Starbucks, thank you so much. <laughs> Brian, he hates that. Starbucks, yeah. seven pumps, default on your liquid cane sugar. <laughs> I hate that. Canes. I'm calling them out right now. This this <laughs> show is sponsored by anti-Starbucks. When you open up the app, I love the app because you can order your thing, walk in and grab it off the counter while everyone's in line. Yeah. It says Brad on it. Even if it says Brian instead of Ryan, you're so happy you're grabbing it and go. But when I I'll pull up that app, and I see that default of seven <laughs> pumps of liquid cane sugar. And then you have to push minus, 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 minus to get your drink. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to two pumps, three pumps, and you're working on cutting down, <clears throat> fantastic. But oh my goodness, they're killing Americans with their app strategy straight up because we know that excess intake of refined carbohydrates is the driving factor of metabolic syndrome, which is the disease pattern that's, you know, going to bankrupt the U.S. Treasury by 2060, according to Dr. Doug McGuff. If the type 2 diabetes rates grow at the continued rate, the U.S. Treasury will be bankrupt due to healthcare costs of keeping people alive with this terrible disease. So Starbucks, change your app to zero pumps. And if people want to pump it up, they can use their thumb and be conscious and mindful about it. You can go all the way up to seven if you want. If you just finished a two-hour basketball <laughs> practice, whatever. Otherwise... Go down to zero and then I'll let you sponsor the show. Okay, back to Tippy's story. No, I mean, people overlook that though. If it's just, if it's standardized at seven, most people will not look at that. Right, they it's normal. It, right? Normal yeah. with quotes. Yeah. Exactly. I can't believe they put seven. That's insane. I did not know that. That is, I was thinking too, if anything. 
if anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just think drink green tea. I'm, I'm boring like that, but. Um, but yeah. your noodle experience in San Francisco, party, celebration, great. Yeah. Uh, but when you dehabituate to this stuff, it seems like straight up, I, I don't think you're lying. You're looking me straight in the eye. You're not lying that it, it didn't taste as good or it wasn't as good as you expected after putting it out of the diet. I think, you know, taking the before and after photo of myself and looking at that from all angles and all, I just said, oh my goodness, I, I did that to myself. I mean, we're always choosing, right? I always feel like we're always choosing everything that happens. I personally feel that I'm always choosing. I'm always choosing to be resentful, mad or whatever. Mm. The, you know, I'm always choosing. Yeah. I'm choosing what, what goes in my mouth. I'm, I'm always choosing. And, you know, I, I chose to go down you know, to go off the path of health for three months, which is a long time for me. And when, you know, when I saw that after photo, the transformation, I just, it just didn't taste as great because nothing tastes as great as feeling great. Mm. You know, it just doesn't. So it was fun. We had a good time, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't as satisfying as I would normally say it would be if I was just on that on that lifestyle forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now many months have gone by. You're into this deep into this keto thing for nine months now. What's your reflections at this point? You know, it's easy for me to do this because I enjoy the food. Now, if you don't like fatty foods and things like that, you're going to, you're going to probably have an issue with it. Right. But it tastes good to me. I have flexibility with it. I could, I just told you earlier when we were talking, we made a ribeye, Laotian ribeye steak salad. Fantastic. Great. Wonderful. Didn't feel guilty about it at all. You know, had some salt, some lime, some Thai chilies, red onions. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. I didn't feel guilty at all. And, you know, I'm intermittent fasting. So I have that four hour window. I eat what I eat and that's that, you know, it, it gives me control over it. I don't have these blood sugar spikes that I used to, it just doesn't happen to me anymore. And when I, when I want to eat something, I'm always choosing, I'll choose to eat it. I don't feel guilty about it. Right. I don't feel, I used to feel guilty about the things that I ate when I was on the fitness diet. Right. Mm. I was really like mentally sabotaging myself. It was awful. And now it's like, if I want to have that, I know I'm going to have that and I'm fine. I'll go right back to it and and I'm fine. My whole thing is I've met, if you meet your fitness goals, you you got the weight off and I've lost all the 12 pounds I put on and things like that. I think having some flexibility flexibility here and there is fine. I don't want to be rigid because when you do that to yourself, you're going to relapse harder. That's Mm. just how it happens. Now it gets a little tricky, in my opinion, because it's true. You don't want to be orthorexic. We use that term a lot now, Mm -hmm. or we see it written about, which is the uh, unhealthy fixation with being uh, correct or perfect. And it's happening a lot in the diet scene, especially in the uh, regimented or or the strict diets like keto or whatever else it is. So um, we want to be flexible. We want to be kind and forgiving to ourselves. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 
14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training in all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Hey ladies, you may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. As with the male Gainswave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gainswave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhanced pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. Uh, And then on the other side of the coin, we're here in this society of instant gratification and indulgence and decadence and luxury and we're, we're portion distortion and all that stuff. So how do you strike that balance between being okay with departures, but adhering to something that takes commitment and takes mindfulness all the time? It depends on my goals. And I'm the type of person that I kind of set something and I have to show up for it like 
booking that photo shoot or signing up for a half marathon. I just do it before I train. I do it before. Wow. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Like, that's one, one strategy. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I, I work better that way. If there's a deadline, there's some pressure. I like that. It gets me going. So now, you know, now that I'm back from vacation, I went on vacation in Europe and I'm back now and I... Oh, yes, we saw that on your viral Instagram account. <laughs> What's Instagram, Tippy Tales? It's Tippy Wyatt. Tippy Wyatt, Wyatt on Instagram. Yeah. She has a real name, folks. And then the YouTube channel is Tippy Tales. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I was, um, I was having a good time in vacation, but you know what? I'm back now and I have... I, I have to kick some ass because I'm in a fitness bet with my husband, Ryan, and my best friend slash brother, Ping. <laughs> and we we put down, you know, $50 in the jar. It's like, okay, this is, um, this is gonna, this is, this is for the winner. And we're gonna do a little like fitness trophy with like person's name engraved in it. There's been a lot of talking craft to each other nonstop. But the fitness bet is basically to see who's gonna be the most shredded like body composition, low body fat from now until the end of the year, which, you know, we're going into the fall time, you know, you got your pumpkin spice lattes coming out, you got your Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas season. So it's going to be a lot of sweets, a lot of indulgences. And we're going to do the opposite because we feel like those three months give a lot. And I, I experienced that in 2017. I gained all that weight in those three months. And I'm not repeating that again. Let me tell you, I'm doing the opposite, actually. And by January 1st, we're going to be in our best shape that we've ever been. That's the goal. Being in your absolute best shape that you've ever been in your own terms. So I, um, we're going to, we're going to put it on Reddit and cut our faces off and everything like that. So I'm not going to be cheating and telling people to go over there and vote for me or anything like that. And people's got to vote for the best physique. Right. And that's just kind of our personal thing that we're doing. It's fun. It's been fun so far. And, um, yeah, I got to kick some ass here. So that's my goal. And I'm going to be pretty regimented here until the end of the year, which is the opposite of what a lot of people are doing right during the season. Wow. What a, uh, what a picture there. So you have this loving, supporting your, your, your best friend, your husband, <laughs> the kindness, the group camaraderie, and then the trash talking and the 50 bucks. And so you have yeah. like the best of everything, right? Cause you're good natured about it, obviously, <laughs> but it's, this is straight up. This is serious stuff. Oh, it's serious. Yeah. It's serious. Game there's, on. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's been a lot, a lot of talking and you know what? <laughs> I got to shut it down. And you know what? You also have to carry the torch for the female uh, uh, population <laughs> because we hear this so much that keto's great for guys and it's girls struggle a little more and experts will weigh in and the scientists will say that the female hormones and sometimes the thyroid slows down and all this stuff. I'm not making fun of it like it's inaccurate, mm -hmm. but the female characterization is that it's tougher. They're going to struggle more. Results may vary. They might not see their abs while their boyfriend's glistening mm -hmm. and all that stuff, which um, a lot of it's steeped in the realities of male and female physique. Female carries more body fat, is fit for reproduction. The male's different story. But look, <laughs> when we start out with these cop-outs and these beliefs that are possibly self-limiting, that's why I'm voting for you to win. I mean, yeah. you can say, look, throw down. Right. And, I, and looking the best that you can. And we, we, uh, we can't all have six-pack no matter what. Some females will never get there, whatever. Mm -hmm. Some males will never get there. But just having this challenge and putting it out there with <laughs> um, people that you love and want to support and have that trash talking going in. I referenced many times in my life with my buddies, 
doing this trash talking, having some kind of challenge or contest. And it's, it's really a healthy way to pursue goals. I think so. I think, um, I can definitely hold my own with that. So there's no, there's no shortage of trash talking from my end too. And I I have a good time with it, but if you'd like to participate, the contest (laughs) is now closed. I'm sorry. Or will you take some 50 bucks from randoms if they want? I mean, I don't Mm. think you want any part of this listeners, but if you're random out there and you want to put in, we can go on Tippy, send her a message on Instagram or whatever you do in that social media thing. We'll see what they say. Yeah, no, um, I'm also contemplating on vlogging it weekly as well. So you got 12 weeks. I mean, I'm going to start in October. We're in the transition of moving right now, but October, November, December. So you got a good 12 weeks there. So I was thinking about doing a weekly vlog as well. I have not yet decided 100% on it, but I am, you know, 90% there. I probably will do it. It'd be good to see also like what I do in a week and like the, you know, the before, the after, the information, the realness, the rawness, authenticity of, um, you know, shutting out two boys, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Let's look for it on Tippy Tales. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, your backstory is pretty fascinating and, and it's, it's uh, pretty powerful. I, you, you shared with me before we recorded. So, and I remember first seeing this on your, um, information about the upcoming book you're doing with your sister about Asian keto cooking. Mm-hmm. You guys started in a refugee camp, started, started life out, uh, in, in rough circumstances. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know this about me. I don't have an accent or anything like that. I've been here for quite some time, but, um, mostly all my life. Yeah. But we started our our journey in um, refugee camp in um, Thailand and um, with hopes of coming here. My mother was pregnant with me and my sister was three years old and my dad and, you know, had the American dream of coming here. Not the typical American dream. The typical American dream is the white picket fence and all of that. But he wanted his girls to get an education, an American college education to be specific and um, under obviously unfortunate circumstances, it, my mother gave birth to me and she passed away. She bled to her death and we were born, I was born in refugee camp and we immigrated here. So it was this oxymoron of a tragedy and miracle wrapped up in one. So we started our life like that and it was a rough start. But um, came here to America and my fast forward, my sister and I, we both have a college education and, you know, uh, very proud of where we come from and lived in a very traditional household, Laotian household. And we speak it, we cook it, every, 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 every being we've taught our parents English, we taught ourselves how to speak, write English and we were dirt poor growing up. This is in Fresno? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you were uh, in a farming situation? Yeah. Our, um, we did farming and, you know, my parents uh, rented a couple acres. We did oriental farm farming. So long beans, cinqua, bitter melon, Thai chilies. That's what we did. We worked our summers at the farm and we earned, you know, our back to school clothes working on the farm. And while people had vacation, we were working on our farm, the farm with our parents and helping them out as much as we can. And that's how we earned our back to school clothes. So 
it's been a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a, a lot of struggle along the way, but anybody can do anything they want to do. They really want to do it in life. That's how we, we feel about everything. So um, that's, that's how life started. And of course, there's a lot of twists and turns along the way. But one of our passions growing up was cooking. We had to cook from a very early age for our parents and learn the traditional way of smashing a Thai chili in the um, brick and mortar. And um, what did I say? Brick and mortar. I is that what or you smashed on the stone or something? Yeah. I was thinking you pestle. could smash it on a brick, I guess, but see, I don't, I don't, I don't use that term often, right? The <laughs> it, it pestle and mortar. Her, her yeah. I was like brick and mortar. Education at Fresno State. <laughs> like, what yeah. am I saying? Brick and mortar. This is, this is not a shop here. Um, yeah. So we, we learned the traditional ways on how to cook and really immerse ourselves in it because we enjoyed it and we cooked for our parents and that's, that's how we were brought up to learn you know, the art of cooking and we fell in love with it. And that's some a project that my sister and I have been working on. And um, it is an authentic Asian keto cookbook. I'm so proud of it, Brad. It is, it is one coming of Coming soon, <laughs> coming soon. Yes, coming yeah, soon. Very interesting. Very, yeah. very proud of it. It's something that's going to live on lo- long after I live, right? So it's one of those things for future generations and something we can preserve. And we counted the calories, we counted the macros in there, all of that, and everything tastes phenomenal. I would, I wouldn't, there's nothing in there that I would not serve at a dinner party for people that I was trying to impress if I had to impress them, right? That's the type of, that's the type of recipes that we have in the book. There's nothing in there that we would not make and say, okay, we're proud of. And it's, it was a, a labor of love, a labor of we bonded so much. We talked about so many different ways and now it's kind of hard to eat food again, you know, because you've, the, the art of cooking, we always feel is dying in, in especially. What are you talking about? <laughs> the art of cooking of young folks, right? They uh, just, it's so easy. Uh. It's so easy to go out there and get this and get that, but then to actually slice it and cook it and feel it and know where it comes from. I mean, I, we love that stuff. That stuff gets us going. So we, we put it in a cookbook. We, put, we poured our love in there. So, speaking of young folks, so you you recently turned thirty. You said this so year. You've you've you know you came of age, came of age in this country, immersed yourself into American culture, educational mm-hmm. system. You're a self made business owner. You've you know enjoyed now the great uh, privileges of uh, modern life and and all that American stuff. Uh, but I'm also wondering, as you know, as this process is carried on, you've been uh, around. We're in the age of the helicopter parent and the in, entitled uh, millennial child. This is just a, a generalization. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, I'm seeing this as a cultural theme, not not editorializing too much. But I, I can editorialize a little bit that it's a, it's a little strange what's going on these days where the, the kids have grown up in uh, digital technology all the time. Um, some of these trends about paying your dues and, you know, working at one career for a long time have now switched to uh, I have a startup and I'm, I'm going to make a million, zillion dollars and I, I'm entitled to this and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So with that completely different perspective and working so hard and having your summers working on a farm rather than going and taking pictures for your 12 year old social media account. How do you process some of that? What's some of your reflections there? 
You know, I had this conversation quite a bit, actually. Is that so? It's not anything. They called you up to stage at business school at Fresno and said, Tippy, what do you think? You know? I wish they would call me. Fresno State, I'd like to teach a class. Call me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need to hear from you back there for sure. Um, that's the thing. I would teach like a life hack class, like something general that people can, that's not taught in school. We're kind of taught to take tests and not to critically think. And I think I, I have a problem with that because it's it's not life. That's not how life works. You're not given a test. Anyways. Um, going back to your question about entitlement, millennials, and, you know, that's, I don't have kids, right? So been married three years. I don't have kids. I have this talk quite a bit, like I just mentioned, and it scares me because hard work is underrated. Hard work, hard work. I mean, people look at me like, oh, you're self-made. You, you know, oh my, I look up to you so much. Man, I can't wait to roll out all the pictures I took of all the 2 to 4, 5 a.m. packing 10,000 boxes of lashes, talking to China, not getting weekends, not going out, not doing these things because I I wanted, I, my dream was to be an entrepreneur in America. Like I, I sold lemonade when I was a kid. I sold my sister's clothes when I was mad at her. Sorry. Oh, I see. Not your your sister's designed clothes. No, not her label. Her actual clothes. Like, you know, and I... That is, Brian, if you don't pull that as the pull quote, I don't know if you're still listening, man, but you just nailed it. I sold my sister's clothes. Yeah, that's real entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, why did you sell my Union Bay overalls? Well... Because it, we the highest fight. bidder went up to $20 yeah. on eBay. Yeah, right. All right. Sam is your sister? Yeah. Shout out, girl. I mean, <laughs> you know, you made the show. How about that? That's funny. But um, yeah, I was always into garage sales, yard sales, things like that as a kid. And I knew that in order for me to become an entrepreneur, I need to know how to sell. <laughs> and I, I valued hard work because that's all my dad, um, you know, growing up, my um, my parents, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't educated. They didn't read to us. Right. I always get told like, Oh, you didn't read that nursery rhyme. Well, my parents couldn't read, you know, plain and simple. And no one would respond to that. Cause it's kind of weird response to say, no, I never read that book because my parents didn't know how to read. And so the only thing, one of the core things they always taught us was you work harder than the next person. And that's it. That's all you could do. You know, you just work harder and you show up, you show up and you work harder and that's it. And those two principles are underrated these days, you know, just showing up and working harder. Yeah. You may not want to make sandwiches or scoop ice cream for the rest of your life. Yeah. But it's part of the story. It's the struggle being in the trenches. That's part of all of it. And if people can't see the beauty in that, it's going to be very hard to be successful in anything you do, anything you do. And I learned gratitude from an early age, and I'm very grateful to learn that. But man, it changes everything. And I think uh, think children today, there's no, I don't want to hasty generalize, but, you know, when we talk about the people that are this way entitled, they don't have gratitude. They just don't. And when that's something that, if you have gratitude, this meal becomes a feast. This house becomes a home. It just, it just, everything starts working synergistically together. And with the kids today, 
they feel like they should be superstars on YouTube and Instagram and it's instant gratification like you talk about. It is just something that we want right here, right now. And it doesn't work that way. And and they're afraid to look at hard work because it's dressed in, ironically, overalls, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some's overalls, <laughs> my sister's overalls. Yeah. yeah you know, and it's, it's not sexy. It's not pretty. Hard work is not. And that's something that, you know, I, I, I hope that when I, you know, my, I can use my platform to let people know that whatever you do, whether it be a keto diet or not, um, it's going to take hard work. And if you're afraid of that, you can't succeed. It's, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> don't, don't buy the book. Don't pass go. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people overlook that. And I think that's something that our generation lacks because I think we're being too consumed with all the success in the world. And we're not talking about our shortcomings. We're not talking about mm. the failed businesses. This is, you know, business number three. I failed too. And yeah, I was really crappy, got down on my knees, cried in a fetal position in the corner of a room. My goodness. But at the end of the day, if you really want it, you get back up again, you know, and you do it again because you really want it that bad. And it's not about how many times you can succeed. It's how many times you could get up after you've been knocked down. And a lot of kids don't have the mentality of life's going to knock me down. Yeah, that's expected, but I got to get back up. That's it. I mean, if you can do that more than you can complain about BS that doesn't matter. I mean, I've traveled. I, I know America is great. I'm so grateful for this life that I, I get to build a dream. I get to build an American dream. I'm you know, I come from kid that her mother passed giving birth to her in a refugee camp. I had nothing, zero. So I think that motivates me mm -hmm. more than anything, just knowing that I've always grown up with this complex about life. I know it's, <laughs> I've always had a chip on my shoulder about life. I, I, I admit that fully now as an adult. <laughs> and that's what drives me because it's so precious. I mean, knowing that my mother passed, giving birth to me, right? It's, it's easy. It's not easy for me to say it right now. I still definitely get emotional when I, when I talk about it, but it can slip away and people don't realize that. And you're given today is a gift. It's beautiful. We're here, we're talking. And I'm a testament that days get better. If you, if you work hard, you dream. And I always say be a dream doer, right? Not just a dreamer, be a dream doer. And that's one thing that I'm probably going to wear a shirt. I made a shirt, dream doer shirt. I'm probably going to wear it in my YouTube video. But I was a dreamer. And then when I started doing, that's when things started happening. But yeah, going back to the complex about life, that is real for me. I really, I have a, a sheer chip on my shoulder about life. And that's something I'm fully honest about. And that's what drives me is because I know it's so beautiful and I know there's awful times in it, but overall, it's such a gift. We're so, we're so, so fortunate to be here today. And how could I not make the best of it? You know, my mother lost her life, giving me life. So how could I not make the best of life? And that's why I become this overachiever in so many different ways is because, I mean, in some sort of reality, I, I feel like I've always felt like I was compensating for the, her lack of life. Right. And it gave me this platform to live a better life. 
I know what the tragedy happens and I could soak around all day and say, man, life's not fair. And you know what? Life is not fair. You're right. Life is not fair. But what are we going to make out of it? And that's what I ask myself. What am I going to make out of this life? How do, what do I want out of this life? How do I want to be remembered? Things like that. And I hope people, I hope I could help people along this, this road that I'm on. (laughs) the road of tippy tails in some sort of way and inspire people to live their best life because of my ship on my shoulder about life, really. Are you going to give yourself permission to take that chip off when, whenever you want? Or do you feel like you need this edge, this edge that came from a struggling background or whatever you want to call it? I feel like it's a part of my identity, but I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready to free myself from it. And I actually have been working really, really hard and freeing myself with it. I saw a therapist and I worked with her for six months in, you know, getting to myself to not become a prisoner to this anymore. But um, it's just one of those things where I wouldn't say that I have it right, right now. I've had it a lot of my life until I was about on the edge of 29. When I saw her, I was like, okay, I got to free myself from this because I want to... the same time period described when you were struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And and having to admit to yourself that Mm -hmm. it wasn't all rosy. You had had some issues. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Um, My past came back and it, you know, manifested in ways that I honestly couldn't imagine as an adult. And, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh man, why is this happening to me? And you just got to you got to peel the layers back. And when you peel the layers back, man, you, that onion, man, makes you cry. Uh-huh. Right. Like and an onion, like an onion will. Right. But yeah, I, I'm definitely constantly always working to have that some sort of freedom. Am I a hundred percent there? I'd be lying to see to you if I said I was, I'm not, but I've definitely, um, I would say that a majority there, 70 to 80% there. You probably have people around you supporting that that process too, that yeah. appreciate you and and help you enjoy life. Absolutely, my husband is number one in that. He is always like, "You just gotta free yourself." It's like you're trying to fly, and there's this there's this weight around your ankle, and it's hard to fly. Resistant training, right? <laughs> With that, are you afraid if you let go and become? just a free person without the chip that you're going to lose your edge, your productivity and turn into a lazy person sitting by the pool reading about the Kardashians in the magazine. You know, that's, that sounds nice on some days, but definitely, um, I, I've come a long way with that. I've come a long way with my ability to turn off and my husband is really good at that. So I get to look at him as an example of, hey. Imagine that, yeah. that you two paired up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has the ability to really turn that off. So when he's on vacation, he's on vacation. When I'm on vacation, I'm checking emails. la da 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 And I don't have that ability just yet. I'm working on that. I'm constantly working on that. And I'm constantly working on being 100% honest with myself every step of the way. And that's something that I think... Um, you know, is, is underrated as well. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a work in progress all the way as I, as I tell my story through tippy tales and here today, I am a work in progress all the way, but I, I appreciate authenticity more than I ever have in my life. 
And that's something that I never want to lose. So when I'm there, I'll let you know completely. I'm, uh, <laughs> now it's my job to close this thing. This has been pretty intense. Um, we, we tricked you, didn't we, listeners? We're talking about this and that and how to make a rival YouTube video. But you, oh know my just, you know what just came to mind? It was like take, taking it all the way back to the start. And how do you make a viral YouTube video is you put it out there like you just did today in this show. And I appreciate you so much. So thank you, Tippy Wyatt. Check this girl out. She's doing some great stuff. I'm really touched by your message. I hope you are a listener as well. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, Brad, for having me. This is my first podcast and I'm, I'm so happy that it's with you. I, I really, really am. So thank you so much for reaching out to me and um, having me. I sign off with love and with gratitude with everything I do. And I'm going to sign off with that. So I thank you so much for that. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it. Okay, if you're ready to change your life, please check out the Primal Blueprint Mastery Courses, of which I am the host. The exercise was to bring our books to life with a comprehensive online multimedia educational experience. We have the Primal Blueprint 21-Day Transformation, so you can Go Primal, Ditch Grains and Sugars, Learn What Primal Living is All About. We have the Keto Reset Mastery Course. If you've built up some good momentum and now you're ready to try this keto thing and do it right once and for all and be guided step-by-step step throughout the content in the entire book, The Keto Reset Diet, through video. If you're too lazy to read, just watch me talk you through the whole thing. We also have the Primal Endurance Mastery Course, which is the world's most comprehensive library of interviews with experts, great athletes, and covering the entire content of the Primal Endurance book, an absolute must-have for an endurance athlete who's trying to do it right instead of get broken down and burnt out, and many other ones. We have a stand-up desk experience called Don't Just Sit There with Katie Bowman. We have a paleo cooking boot camp where you can cook for a couple hours on the weekend and have meals for your family all throughout the week. Great courses. Click the links at bradkearns.com and learn more.